the next generation coming through are much, much more transparent, much more open to those sorts of opportunities to enter into communities and be a part of something. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. It's a new week with a new podcast episode, as usual. And this is the Startup Student Podcast that you're listening to, episode two of the Innovation Series with James Cracknell. Welcome back, James. Thank you very much indeed. Great to be back. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first episode, please feel free to do so. It's very interesting. We're gonna, we were talking about what innovation actually is and how big companies, small companies, startups can look into innovation. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about social innovation, how it drives change in business. And this is something that I know Austin with all kinds of activities that he's done and outlined also in the first episode. So James, I'm going to hand over to you for now. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Social innovation is something which I'm hugely passionate about. I think that there's a realization that businesses just don't operate in a vacuum. So we, we have an impact beyond the boundaries and the borders of our activity. There's also a big push and there, there, there continues to be a big push away from short-term sort of outcomes. And, and that often is delivered, if you like, in the terms of shareholder value, financial returns, various things like that. I remember when I was doing my, I was doing a degree in uh, business management and leadership, and I was, and I was reading a lot about some of the academic work that had been done in this sort of area. And there was a paper written by Mark Border and Kramer and a guy called Kramer. And I think the paper was about shared value. And it really resonated with me. This whole, this whole idea of is have outcomes beyond their financial. And when you start to think about the impact of those businesses in terms of the social impact that it can, that it works with and that it creates and the ecological impact that it generates and when you start to think about the three triple bottom line that was coined in that particular article in that regard of the financial the social and the ecological you you think about the drivers of innovation within each of those particular areas and i think for me it became again it was a it was a kind of a light bulb moment that said to me you know what business could be doing a lot more and i think it kind of was a realization when I was working up in London and I was working for a, a particular investment bank, I would always remember there was this push for corporate social responsibility. And there was a, a big push within the corporate social responsibility of one of these banks where they were looking at supporting a water supply project in, I think it was in Africa. And one of their biggest customers at the time was a water bottling distributor in Latin America. And the, the, the statistic was that it would take something like, I don't know, something like 10 litres of water to produce a litre of a bottled water with all the plastics and everything else like that. And there we were on the other side of the scale, handing over relatively small amounts of money, but to a water sustainability project. And I thought at the time, how bizarre that we're doing one thing that, that's draining water out of the system only to support another thing that was saying, okay, we're going to support this water, you know, the water sustainability argument. 
And it just struck me as being very sort of kind of odd. And also just it made me question, well, if there must be a better way of thinking about this and thinking about how we do this. And when I was when I left the city and I got made redundant in 2011, I sat down and I, they offered me outplacement as an opportunity to, to go into. And that's if anybody doesn't know what outplacement is, there's somebody there that says, you know, we can do your CV, we can get you do this, do that, get you another job, do all of this kind of stuff. And I didn't want any of that because I didn't want to go back to working in London. I wanted to start to invest and build businesses locally. So I decided very much that that wasn't for me. But it was still a career change, a career transition that I was going through. And there was lots of baggage that I had around my career and around the way that everything was manifesting itself. And I was signing on at the job centre in Colchester every two weeks. And I was thinking to myself, looking around and seeing people who were very similar to myself, you know, people who were certainly of the same sort of age, same sort of kind of appeared to be coming from the same sort of kind of backgrounds. And I thought, well, we were reinventing the wheel, all of us, in terms of what we're doing. So let's build a let's build something. Let's build a, a network. Let's build a community. Let's build something at the end of the day that could actually help people transition in, in a positive way into using their skills, using what they their experiences and develop businesses or support businesses locally or just simply get them if they want another job so we created a an innovative and a socially impactful outplacement organization and we ran it and set it up as a cooperative and we were you know we helped a lot of people find new employment new opportunities and that introduced me to this idea of well actually businesses can do really good things if they got if they put their mind to it and if they start to think about it that doesn't mean to say every business needs to be a social enterprise, far from it. But every business can have a core purpose. Every business can relate itself to some impact in some way and some shape. And that kind of was driven home to me when I was at a conference in London and I was sitting in a cafe in London and I was just biding my time waiting for the conference to begin. And I remember very, very specifically sitting on this bar stall with a, my laptop open and I just ordered a, a cup of coffee from a very nice sort of kind of couple of guys behind the counter who were literally just serving up pastries and salads and all the rest. It was a really nice ambient cafe. There was brickwork and bags of lovely coffee and all the rest of it. And I was just kind of sitting there and I looked up on the wall and there was this logo, a really interesting logo of a coffee bean that looked like the inside of a and above it, the name of the cafe was called Redemption Roasters. And I remember looking at it thinking, oh, that's interesting. And then beneath that was this very simple paragraph that said, we are the only baristas operating inside Aylesbury Prison, educating young offenders. And it just all of a sudden just changed the whole dynamic of the place. It made me look at the, pe the, the people behind the counter who were serving. It made me think about what their journey was, who they were. And I went up to them and I just said, I hope you don't mind. Can I just ask you, you know, are you involved in this particular project? And they both said, yeah, no, we were in Aylesbury Prison. They educated us. They, you know, they turned us into baristas. They gave us everything else and they employed us. And I thought, well, that's smart. So all of a sudden you've got a ready-made workforce. You're changing the lives of young people. You're doing things in a very, very positive way. I think that's really impactful and really smart. So 
I got me thinking very much and I did a lot more sort of kind of connection and thinking about that business. And it just then started to broaden out businesses, right? These were real businesses. They were making profit. And I was looking at their cap tables and what they were up to and all the rest of it. And I looked at what they were doing and they just picked up the year before something in the region of about £800,000 worth of investment from a social impact investor. They're growing their coffee, their, their shops, they're doing more in the prisons. I think they're looking to, to move into other, you know, sort of prisons and things like that to operate there. And it was just starting to get make really clear sense. You can drive your business models to do good without it being a side project. It's not about you know, selling something and planting a, you know, a, a tree. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not about that. It's actually thinking very much more impactfully about the business model and how it can actually drive change and innovation. And that model became one that I then was working with a, a hairdressers within one of the, I think it was, I can't remember whether it was Suffolk or now or whatever, but it, that hairdressers was very much involved with a woman's refuge. And we started to talk about how the model of that could be used potentially as a means and a mechanism for her to grow her footprint within that area and support women who have been in the refuge and give them confidence, new skills, new ways of working. And it just becomes, to me, became a very, very exciting way of thinking and reimagining the process and the impact that businesses could make. And, and yeah, and so I've been sort of kind of involved with that from my own journey, but also through supporting other people within that. And that went on to what we ended up doing back in November, which was we ran The Weave. That's the name of the business that my startup. And we ran a social impact hackathon back in November. And it was a three-day event we got students we got businesses locally to come together to look at their business models to think about what they're doing a challenge within what they're about and come up with if you like a a new concept something a way to actually solve that particular or at least enhance that particular problem and think about what that problem could actually how it could be addressed and now we're delivering that they're going into what we're also running, which is a social impact accelerator, which will help them sort of drive that, that whole idea into a much, much more robust kind of argument and statement and a pitch deck. And then ultimately the opportunity for them to go through and pitch to a social impact investor who has some funds to actually put to work in that particular field. So What we're trying to do is we're just trying to say to people within the region, if you want to grow your business and you want to become more meaningful within itself and you want to use that new narrative, that new dialogue within the business to be able to actually communicate really effectively what it is that you're trying to do and the impact that you're trying to make, then it changes the way that you're brand is being perceived it changes the dynamic and the conversations that you can have around your business and it brings people to you and it extends the footprint of your business both in terms of people who you want to work with partners are much more interested in being involved in that kind of work from the point of view of that right the way through to traction within your channels and the way that you're actually trying to achieve it So it's being kind of a little bit more 
thoughtful and impactful in that regard. Hope that's clear. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you. Thank you so much for for talking us through that. And I think uh, it's really important to to think about what you said with <laughs> about everything that you said, but in particular also because you said, oh, you you saw something was done in one business. So you were thinking, how can someone else adapt this in their business? And feel free to do that. It's nothing about to, to steal ideas from other people. But if you see something that really works and you have maybe another course that you want to support and where you want to have an impact, Use that and think about how you can adapt and the model that you've seen working in another one. Yeah, so that's a, that's one really, really important point, I think. I, th I think so. And I think that goes down to this idea that, that innovation is more than just invention, it's discovery. And actually, when you discover things and it's then thinking about how that discovery becomes relevant and pertinent to what you're trying to do. And you know there, there's there's a you know a, a lot of work that gets done around this idea of transferability between different businesses different industries but there's less time being spent thinking about it so how does for instance the hospitality industry impact the thinking around say for instance healthcare or the way that we deal with people in end of life situations or you know in hospices or in residential care homes or whatever. Is there something that we're doing within hospitality that is transferable to a different environment that can create new opportunities and new ways for people to actually experience something? And I think there are so many different pushes and dynamics that are going on in the world that actually sometimes we get so contained in our thinking that the answers we believe fundamentally, the answers are in the industry that we're already involved with. Whereas in fact, reality is, is no, should we take our step away from that? There is so much that can be transferred, that can be used and reused and repurposed for the development of our own sort of kind of solutions and in whatever industry we're in. Yeah, for sure. And, and another thing I wanted to mention as well is that I think with the new generations, or let's say the younger generations, they, they are looking for companies that do meaningful things. People really have now this, this urge of having an impact, of doing something good, and they are more and more either quitting their job even to, to do something more meaningful, or if they know their company was involved in something that was actually doing the opposite of what yeah. the, they stand for. Or at least they're looking, it's, it's like kind of companies that are looking for new employees. They need to pitch to them as well. The, the impact side is not anymore for most, at least. You get a good salary, you get the following holidays, and, and you do this and that, and you have the chance of a career. They don't care too much about that anymore. And more and more, they care more. Care more. <laughs> There's a lot of more in there. Yeah. Uh, they care more and more about having an impact and joining companies that can help them to do that or joining companies that do that. So they, they feel that they're contributing to a greater good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting. I had a meeting with a business yesterday over in Kent and I was talking to them about you know about the next generation because we're thinking very much about 
um, how they can support the, the the university students that are exiting from university with a degree but don't necessarily have the real job experience or the industry experience in the creative tech sector and what they could be doing to actually help develop that community and, and the rest and i think that there is this that there is this whole gambit about that that the next generation coming through are much much more transparent much more open to those sorts of opportunities to enter into communities and be a part of something but at the other end of that spectrum, I don't think it's just generally from the point of view of generational. I think there are people still, and I found this when I was going doing my building my community around sort of career change and mid-management change and, and that kind of stuff. And I was and I was absolutely inspired by the fact that there were so many people who were open to exploration to be a feel a part of something and be a part of that community model and i think from our perspective that's again something which to me is massively important within the innovation area if you're going to innovate why then best place to innovate in a way and one of the most the cheapest ways to bring innovation in is through community practice and actually getting the community to be a part of that co-creation of the ideas, the, tra- the, the testing of the ideas, the developing the ideas. And it makes it fun, engaging, and people feel a part of the process. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I have no problem whatsoever signing out for betas of different technologies. And, and when people come to me and say, I've got a pitch deck, would you mind looking at it? I'm always there saying, yeah, no problem at all. I'll look at your pitch deck and give you feedback. Do all of that kind of thing just simply because it helps them get their messaging right or get their product or service right or fit better and better involved. And I think it's not about having time. It's just about having an interest in, in the way, you know, the, the, these people and these, and everybody gets involved in, in the economy and in the way that we can actually, you know, build in something which is, you know, inspiring and, and, and ultimately will create quality jobs for people, because I think that's the big challenge in the future is, is how do we create enough quality jobs in a world of efficiencies and, te- and technological, te- technological advancement? How do we create those quality jobs and make sure that people are not forgotten in the, ro- in the world of business? Yeah, for sure. And I do like also testing new technologies and I'm regularly asked to be a beta tester for different kind of online courses that someone does. Yeah. Um, and I really do give extremely detailed feedback, even down to, okay, this button didn't work or this wasn't clear to me in, in the how how it was built or, oh, I saw in the video you did this, but you sh- maybe it would be better like that. <laughs> because yeah. I think if they do ask me to do the beta testing, I am more than happy to do that. Also then, if I think it was a very good product to, to give a good testimonial they can use for the launch, because also I'm learning a lot. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. This is learning for me about new things, about things that I might have signed up to and paid for. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, and I think, and I, like I said, I mean, I, every time I get a, a pitch deck sent to me, I always look at it and think, well, that's interesting. I wouldn't have perhaps put it that way, or I wouldn't have done it this way or, or whatever. But the bottom line is these are companies, a lot of them, which are already got traction and being funded 
have lots of different things. So they're obviously getting their messaging right and they're reaching the right audience in that process. So when I then support a business that, you know, that that maybe hasn't got their pitch deck quite right, that, that they're getting that kind of insight and that kind of sharing of the knowledge. And that gives them a greater opportunity to achieve their dreams as well. I think that when we when we look at social innovation, I think the thing that we constantly evaluate at the end of it all is the value creation at each of the relevant parts of the business model. So what is it that the business model is doing in terms of its customers and beyond that particular customer segment? So I think that the whole kind of, for me, the gambit behind all of this is, is thinking about the value chain and constantly asking ourselves the question of where the touch points and the outcomes of that value chain exist when we're actually developing and delivering our business. And a lot of, again, a lot of, you know, kind of small businesses, maybe even manufacturing businesses, don't, in my mind, invest enough time in, in the continuity and the effectiveness, say, of their supply chains or, or what they're doing, where in reality, what we found out through the pandemic was you need to, because so much of your supply chain can be disappeared so very, very quickly. And I think from the point of view of that kind of value creation and impact that, that happens down the value curve for everything, where your, where your product and service is being generated from, who it dim touches, what are the outcomes, what are the positives and the negatives of what you're trying to do? It's being aware of, of the, the impact beyond the, the, the initial. And I think that to me is the, in a way, the kind of the, the core, it's a more thoughtful process potentially than just simply thinking about I'm selling a product or I'm selling a service to a particular person or a particular group or another business or whatever. It's thinking beyond that scope. And it's actually saying to yourself, you know, within this, this is something which matters to me as an individual and as a business. And the two that, you know, those values of yourself and your business, they need to be aligned so that it actually mirrors your customers. And what you're then starting to do is you're creating this value cycle of, of value for your, that matters to you, values that matter to your, to your business and values that matter to your customers. And at that particular point, you're creating that additional leverage in the system, in your business. So I think for me, it's, it's thinking about your values and thinking about the value that you impact as you build your business models and as you're thinking about what it is that you're doing. So that's, that's for, for me, the social impact is where it really clicks. And you'll be, I'm quite amazed that there are so many people that are already really, really involved in, you know, in the impact stage of what they're doing and thinking about things. All we need now is for governments and for generally bigger businesses, a lot of bigger businesses to start catching up with that idea. And then we can start to create a sea change of, of opportunity. Lovely final words for this episode. <laughs> I'm looking forward to recording actually the next couple of episodes. So we're going to talk about innovation and leadership and yep. maintaining an innovative culture. Lovely. So, Stay tuned for these ones. So next week, the next one will be released. Thank you so much for your time, all your input and lovely experiences that you shared with us. Thank you.
That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.